Blog Talk Radio. My name is Neville D'Angelo, and you are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky little problems. We play a few games, too, and attract the remarkable characters of three classic books. A soundbite life, flight of the fused monkeys, and Illicet, a time to begin again. All of which you can get in your favorite format from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Today I have as my guests six interns on a mission. I'll let you figure out their mission. They are Eddie, Raul, Louis, Tito, Fernando, and Brian. That is Brian with a Y. After a hot afternoon around the grill, we met in the pool, diving, racing, and playing around. They discussed their mission. They sought out my thoughts on practically everything under the stars. Love turned out to be a huge topic. We were in the pool deep into the wee hours. A young lady came along with another fella. She baked me some brownies. I never got a chance to meet her beyond saying hi and beyond being surprised. She baked and she left. Thank you very much. I share the brownies. So if I happen to pass you by on my journey and I don't stop and mention the brownies, I'm grateful. I never got the chance to meet you. I have no idea who it was that extended the kindness. So if you're listening, thank you for being so kind. Let's see if we could figure out these interns who are on a mission. My name is Raul Hernandez. My earliest memory would have to be um, being at my house at at a birthday party. I believe it was five years old, five or six years old. Um, It was the most coolest thing I've ever done, I guess, you know, like, as I can remember, that's where, like, family really meant the most to me, too, because, like, we'd always do everything together, our birthday parties, it would be big, our whole family would come in, Mm -hmm. our um, cousins, 
from all over the place, all over Florida and everything like that. Even friends around the neighborhood would come and we just do these big birthday parties that it was just like, I just remember the piñata, the swinging of the piñata was always the one to break it, and the crazy and loud one, you know. And then, um, yeah, the presents I got, those were awesome. Those were really great. And, um, yeah, just having that. And then also getting that, that bike. I remember getting that bike. It was a bike I got for, for that birthday. And I would ride it around the, the circle that we'd have around the house. Mm-hmm. I would just ride it and ride it and ride it mm-hmm. for days. It was a Batman bike. I remember that. Mm-hmm. The Batman bike had come back on. So that was, that was fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed that. And I can't remember how long ago I haven't enjoyed a birthday party <laughs> as big as that. But, like, you know. So I just, I just wonder where, how... You know, like, it gets from, as you grow older, you get, like, the parties get smaller and smaller, and it's only confined to your family, mm-hmm. not just your friends anymore. So do you, do you think that's why you remember it? Because it, because of the size of it, or because of the... Oh. Yeah, I, I think I remember it because mostly, mainly, like, the size and just the loudness of, like, everyone. It wasn't just, like, my family, mm-hmm. but it was, like, the friends of my family, the friends of my my, my dad, my mom, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just friends around the neighborhood, too, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just, I guess it was, at that time, it was, like, you had no problems, and you're a kid, you know, mm-hmm. you're a kid, you have no problems, you have no struggles, and everything like that, mm-hmm. so at that point, you're just carefree, you're, you're mostly very selfish mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you know, it's always me, 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 mm-hmm. but when you grow up, it's all about, you know, like, oh, now you start thinking it's for others and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I think it was it was because mo- it was mo- mainly about me, the mm-hmm. world, you know, the, the world was mainly about me at, at those at those parts in my birthday right. and everything like that. So it was a big part of my life. My name is Fernando Alvarez. Uh, Social Security number 85776. <laughs> uh, my earliest memory that I can remember is um, when I came into this country, uh, I think I was about seven, eight years old, and uh, we came here from Mexico to the United States illegally. And like I didn't choose to come, I didn't, I didn't have a say so in it. But uh, my parents decided uh, that they wanted to come here, so me and my little brother came here uh, from uh, Mexico in Michoacan. And uh, like we were never really wealthy or never had much at all. My mom. She used to use like a cloth for a diaper and like she'd use that same cloth uh, to to change us and um, but like I guess they never lost hope and uh, there was I guess you could say uh, someone looking us looking over us the whole time and uh, we got caught the first time I remember uh, it was hot real hot and uh, we got caught they brought us back deported us back and then we tried it again, and then uh, same thing happened. We got caught again, except uh, once again, I don't know why they let us go. And uh, I guess I think they paid him off or something, but the, the guy let us go. And uh, so we came into this country uh, the second time. And ever since then, uh, I've just been living here, and I've been blessed, and things that shouldn't happen happened to me. My name is Brian. Brian, I think it's Brian with a Y. Um, I think my earliest childhood is, uh, I was five years old, five or six, it was during the summertime, and I was learning how to ride a bike, and like, I, I hear my friends talk about 
them not having a father, you know, them, like, growing up now, like, I realized that I had a really good father. My father is amazing. I love him to death. And just growing up, hearing these kids not having a father, not always, not, not having a father figure in their life, and n- never having a father that can support them or help them or, or just even show them how to ride a bike. And when I was asked the question, what was my earliest childhood, it, it brought me back to when I was five in that hot, in that summertime in June, I think it was maybe even July 4th, I was learning how to ride a bike, and my father would just grab me, grab me my shoulders, grab me by the wrist, and just help me move my bike left and right. You know, even when I even when I fell, he picked me up. You know, wiped down the dust off my off my jeans. You know, tie my shoe back in place. But he would always pick me up, put me on a bike, and push me up the hill. And he would let me come down the hill by myself. But always, oh, I wouldn't understand why he would push me up the hill because I knew I could do it. But it it, it felt so. Not just not not now being 21 and really thinking about it, I get the idea why he pu- he pushed me up the hill was because my legs weren't too strong enough, was because I couldn't do it on my own, even though I thought I could, but I couldn't. And it just it just brings great joy to me knowing that I had a great father, knowing that I had a father there for me, knowing that just in that that one time, that one event changed my life completely. Unseen men, unseen father figure. You know, hearing other young adults talking about never have never having a father, it just brought a lot of joy to my life that I have a great father and I and making me the man who I am now. I'm not quite sure if it's my imagination or stories that I've been told or uh or it was even a dream. You know, I I couldn't really be precise in a way. Uh, I just remember uh, my mother, you know, uh-huh. from which I came from. You know, well, came from my mother, from a, from a woman. <laughs> um, and so, you know, she. I remember being a, in her arms. Uh, she was stroking my hair, you know, and I have a lot, but whatever I had was enough. And it felt good, you know. It felt, um, it felt, um, I don't know. It was very, it was, it was at a very young age, but I must have a very good memory. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, just you could feel that love, mm-hmm. that you know. Uh, you just feel safe. Mm-hmm. That only comes from a mother. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed with a mother, not, not, not a lot of people could say that I'm orphans. You know. mm-hmm. uh, every human, I believe, has to have some type of relationship, even at a young age, in order for them to develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they need guidance uh, to live throughout this whole life. They, uh, we search for love. I mean, I believe uh, all the things humans do is out of love to keep to care for one another, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think just uh, love is, it was, it was some part of uh, an evol- evolutionary thing that just came from a fish, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, mm-hmm. I believe that it was uh, uh, given from God, those emotions for us, you know, that fellowship, you know, mm-hmm. and and that was that's what um, my earliest memory is. 
is your mission? That is our standing question today. What is your mission? When we return, we will play a game. Let's play the game from book one of the Matchbox Mystery Series, A Sound Bite Life. That is bite with a Y, B-Y-T-E, A Sound Bite Life, by yours truly. It is a fun, quick read, a tricky trio of mysteries intertwined for those who enjoy unlocking interesting puzzles. In it, Pina one of several intriguing characters, suspects she has lost a small chunk of her memory, and somewhere in that lost memory, her lover is trapped. 363 lives are desperately dependent on Pina, unaware that she is caught in a crossfire. Three of the most powerful forces in the universe. It is a battle for the control of hearts and minds. It is a battle for freedom. Pina soon figures out that she is stuck, but she is unaware that of the three entities ready to be by her side, one is there to help her. One is there to bury her, and one is there to use her for everything she's got. And the problem is, she doesn't yet know that. Now, as I indicated earlier, it is a sweet read that brings us squarely before a few of life's tricky issues. And in this version, there is a sage. Sage says this, everyone living long enough will slip, fall into a deep hole, and look up for help. Three hands will appear, the hand of a hustler, the hand of a riddler, and the hand of a clown. Choose wisely, or be buried there. The question I 
pose to my guests in this game is, what would you do? You can play along with us. What would you do? I will choose the clown. Because why? I choose the clown because it's an appearance that he that he has on. It's a mask paint. So I don't know who's the real person behind that mask. And knowing who the riddle is, knowing what a hustler does, knowing that clown and then anywhere we go, a clown is just someone that that entertains you, someone that jokes with you, someone that brings hope to you by bringing joy into your life. Mm -hmm. So I think the first one who, if the clown's there, I, I think I would choose the clown. Okay. Fernando? Um, I think that's a very good observation. Yeah, because uh, the clown, his job is not to deceive people or uh, sort of, uh, you know, pose riddles or like the riddler would make it harder or he's not there to really want to help you. Like the hustler, that's his profession. That's what he does. Hustles people. The Riddler is there to make it harder and uh, sort of not because if he wanted to help you, he could just help you. He could pull his arm in without asking any riddles. Now the clown, he's just a clown. So I, like you said, he's just that's his job is to be a clown now. I'm petrified clown. Yeah, I I also think if you know whoever stuck their hand in the hole first, I would probably grab that one. I agree. Agree. Only because I feel like if the other guy came in later, it's he's attracted to the first, oh, what's he looking at? Mm. You know? Who's and then, the, who sent those three people to begin with? Okay. The page. Bro? Okay. Me? Who I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't choose either. Any. I would just let myself there. Maybe I was there for a reason. Maybe I brought myself to that point for a reason. And maybe I'm supposed to be there for a reason and I wouldn't choose any to get out, you know? There's a way to get out. There's, but I'll just leave myself in there. Just because the point being, like, I will see these people and the way that I would perceive them. Perceive them throughout my way of life would be um, seeing the Riddler as being too hard, too difficult. It would only be playing games with me and, um, and making it difficult for me to get out. The Hustler would only play me and, you know, maybe enslave me towards the end after I get out and everything like that, put me into chains. Um, and the Clown, he would only joke around and everything like that. He wouldn't really want me to you know, come out free, he just wants to play around with me. Mm -hmm. He would just put his hand in, pull it out, put it in, put it out, just play games, you know, mm -hmm. and um, give me that false hope of getting out. So I would think of it as staying there in that hole for maybe I was supposed to be there for a reason. Maybe that hole is meant for me to grow. Maybe that hole was meant for me to be there. That's my ultimate dwelling, I guess, at the end. You, you can okay. dig your way out of the Fair enough. Uh -huh. What about this? Hold on. You guys heard the question. Um, it said time got you there, right? Like, you no. didn't get yourself there. Yeah, you? it's, a, it's, it's a, a matter of time that got age. you there. The longer you live, the, the, the more likely you fall into a hole. A deep, deep hole. Because I thought, like, if, what he said is right, right? Check this out. If it was a matter of you, 
then you shouldn't get out because you're just going to get back in that hole. And if you have somebody there to help you that time, what makes you think those hands will be there the next time? Well, now you got to ask yourself, what did you learn your lesson? How did you get in there the first time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't... Hey. So if you learned the first time... But it wasn't based on... You weren't in the hole because of something you did. It was just everybody falls into it because it's on the basis of time, not not something you did, right? Is that what the real thing was? Okay. But now, if there's based on time, then... There's also time to come back out. How do you know? How do you know when your time is to come out? So let's go moving on. Hold on. I go with a cloud. No, I'm with a cloud. This time I will pull his hand down. <laughs> no. Why would you pull him in with you, people? So I can get out. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I give him as a, as a boost. Just, yeah. And then I, we uh, we go to my house and get a rope and give him out. Then you will become a blind. A blind. A blind. All right. Well, this? I will make people happy. Well, I, I stick with my other answer. <laughs> Must all things come to an end? Uh, I believe so. You know, there's a beginning. And then into all things. So you commit suicide? I didn't commit suicide. <laughs> 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 alright, alright, alright. That's, that's what he chose. It's right. dynamics, you know. It's his opinion. Alright, let, let's hear what he chose. Go ahead. I would choose uh, that's something to say the hustler this time. It's the same reason before. If I think about the big appearance, mm -hmm. I would guess the hustler would be the bigger, stronger dude. Mm -hmm. Out of the three. So I'd choose the hustler. Mm -hmm. I see. Cool. I see the hole as a metaphorical place. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be like our minds can perceive a hole. We see dirt. We see all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But maybe the hole is a situation. Maybe the hole is a place we're at right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be like a specific deep hole like that. You know, mm -hmm. maybe just a situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. And there's people around you. You know, like Brian was saying, there's the influence and you know, like there's the people around you at that certain time period. You know, mm -hmm. so like. They can pull you out and everything like that. But like I was saying, you know, like that's where I'll be at that specific place. You know, maybe at that point, that's where I'm supposed to be. And at due time, I'll be pulled out. But if not, I'll stay. was Raul, Eddie, Luz, Tito, Fernando, and Brian. Brian with a Y. Young men in college or entering college. Interns on a mission. I'm sure by now you've figured out their mission. What is your mission? No, I, I have a question, right? Okay. So, how do you know you love something or someone? Mm. What do you guys think about that one? I think about I, that. I go back to what you said. I think you love someone by being sacrificial. Yeah, there's no love. All your needs. I mean, you put their needs. Or how do you know yours. you love tennis? How do you know you love swimming? How do you know that you truly love it? You're right. Or how do you know you love something or anything? Yeah. How do you know? To me, it's your to put enjoyment in time. I think it's where your time goes is yeah. what equals love. So time equals love. Time equals, time love. equals love and relationship. 
Well, so relationship, you put a time built up relationship, relationship side. So then, in a, you would say that the more time you do something, that means you love it more. Mhm. Yes, you can say you love it, but now we take that word out of context. Yeah. We say enjoy. We enjoy. Yeah. Well, what about like when you go to school? You spend like eight hours a day in school. So you love, but the choice though, if you want to love it. I mean, you guys go to college, so you guys love, love college because you spend love that is much. Love a choice. It's a choice. Love is a choice. Isn't your choice Period. to go to college? Your choice to go to college. Yeah. So if you spend, I don't know how many hours in this that is class. This is my mean, love answer. Answer. Uh, my anxiety. Uh, I'm. Love also is emotions. Oh, yeah. So, so you, this time, but also emotions in someone or something, right? Someone. Can we know who that someone is, please? Guys, yeah, no. it's like spending time in the during lunch or dinner. Uh, it was an hour at the first meeting. I I wouldn't say I love her or enjoy her yet. Come down. Yes. <laughs> so 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 it, oh, uh, so love love. <laughs> so time equates to loving somebody or growing closer. You know about time, huh? <laughs> is there like a formula for love? Yeah, is there a formula for love that you guys would say? You have to understand yeah, that in your in your own mind. The only thing is. that you can you don't get back is time. You don't say it. But subliminally, you do have it's a very formula for that. Wherever you, like I said, like wherever you put time in, builds up emotions, builds up enjoyment, builds up love. So whatever your time goes into is what you really love. Yeah. Now where, now where the act of love? But I'm saying now, is that like so? Is that like a state of fact? Like where your time goes, there is love. No, because then you can say work. Like yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. That's no, what I'm saying. So I don't not think totally just, just not just where your time is, but. I think emotions with your time and then also giving of yourself. And your heart. Mm-hmm. Giving of your heart. Giving of your How do you give your heart? I take out my organ and... Not your heart. Not in, your a physical met- in, a, in a metaphorical That's way. That's what I'm trying and to get to. I'm trying to understand. And I guess in emotions. Emotions like... What do you your... Your five senses? No, I don't mean... Your I don't emotions. mean your five senses. No. Like your your emotions. Like say you like... Your, your okay, give me your heart emotions. right now. Or part of it. Love me right now. I can give you a hug, and that hug will sub- it will signet will symbolize how much I care for you. You know, like so the they, harder you squeeze, the more you love. Or no, 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 no. Like the way that I <laughs> give it to them. You know, like it only can be what I give it to. You know, like you don't understand how much I love you unless you're in my mindset, unless you know my heart also. So it's it's within you personally. It could be actually. Yeah. So so there's so yeah. different kind of. So love. what is the great act of love then? It's up to you. What? It's up to you. The greatest act of love. If you're talking about that, but if you're talking about the biblical standpoint, the greatest act of love was Christ dying on the cross for us. So is death? No, no, no. The greatest the, act of love. The greatest kind of love is giving of yourself. You no, know, giving giving your life for someone. Kind of like, don't kill my children. You know, if someone wants to say, uh, I'm gonna kill you, or I'm gonna kill your son, who's it gonna be? Of course, the mom. is gonna say, I'll give up my life so that he can live. Why? Because I believe that's the greatest expression of love when it comes taking of your life, you know, that very pure substance that makes this me, you know, move. So, um, but then that's, 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 on, that's your opinion based on everything. Like everybody has a different worldview, everybody has a different mindset so of love. So then like, like yours might be that, mine might be just spending time with them and the greatest act of love will be just you know, loving on them and caring for them and putting their needs higher than yours, you know? It's like, and um, then... It's like our friend Neville says, you're looking at that side of the diamond. Exactly. 
He's trying to bring me into this. <laughs> Go ahead. I like like the discussion. Keep it's going. It's like okay. So like the greatest giving giving up your substance, and your soul for someone. No, that will be sacrificed. But all the things that he was talking about, relationships, many times those fall behind. You know, it's like yeah, this whole follow. thing. They follow to this big thing. You know. You right. know, I once heard it's uh, easier to die for your brother. Than it is to live for him. Than, than, than it is to live with him. Yeah, I can live with him, and if it, if it's like circumstances, you know, come to happen, and I it ha- I happen to give up my life for him, and it, it no, no, but do you, do you see what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I, he, he's he's not saying, saying that. You know, he's saying that it's a lot easier to say yes, okay, I'll die for right. him, than it is to live with him and put up with, you know, the days that you guys don't get along and you guys don't do this or that. Fine, and that's part and of the that, process. And that that's a lot harder because to do love. I think than to overcome. You know, when you live, when you live for your brother, you're actually dying to yourself at at every, in every day. Like when you have a, for example, we're young. We all had girlfriends here before. We're not married yet. None of us, I, I believe, right? No, I believe. But when like when we do have a, for example, when we do have a girlfriend, when we do care about someone so much that we will put all our like problems and all our needs so we die to ourselves every single day. You know, like, yo, I don't want to do this, but because I love you, I'll go with you to the to the mall. Or hey, I'll go with you and go read this book even though I don't want to read it. I say when it says you need but more of your will. It's like what you your choice, what you want to do. It comes back to your choice. You see? It's all your choice of what you want to do with your heart and what you who do you want to give it to and everything like that. But if it's the wise decision of who do you want to give it to and it's if you want to give it to them at the same time and you're comfortable with it and and, and everything. But if you give your heart multiple times, that's the love. It can be, but you may you may be false. It may be you yourself may be deceiving yourself at the same time, but you don't know because you're confused. Question. Mm-hmm. What's up? That's a good question. Oh. Yeah. How do you know? That when you're in love, yeah. How do you know when you're in love? I think when you're in love, you don't want to move on or or leave that person. I mean, you could also say that about like. I think we're able to yeah, love. To I don't believe you can say, "Oh, I, I'm I love you so much because I'm gonna leave you right now." I think you can love more than one person. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about like like loving your family is different from loving your wife. Course. So now there's different kinds of love? There's different kinds of love. Well, yeah. of course not. Yeah, there's different kinds of love. What do you mean? Can you explain that for me? I think there's different types of love. Like when we go back to Raul, we were saying at the beginning. Like you don't love your animal the same as you love your, your brother. Wow, that's very interesting. You know? I think each love has a different definition. Each? I mean, there's one of them. So it's the same love. That love is the same, but it brings different portions in a way? I, I guess um, different amounts. Amounts. Different amounts. levels of love. Different levels of love? Does love increase or decrease? It increases. So love can. So can I love more? Can can you love me more than you love Fernando? I can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. But love never changes. That's cool. But that's yeah. So that kills the definition of love then. Why? What is love? Love is caring and and um caring for someone that caring for someone. I would define love as um, a sacrifice for the benefit of another. What? And that doesn't have to be death, right? That can be like giving up your time, giving yeah, up yeah, your exactly. Yeah, I don't mean yeah, just death. Sacrifice doesn't mean death. Could be anything, I guess. Doing something that you like. Yeah, your choice, your time, your 
valuables, mm-hmm. your material. So it's basically, whenever you love something or someone, it, it's like almost forcing you to become less or, in a way, give up yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People do a lot of crazy things. I think love and it's different for every different nation. Nation? Nation in every different country. How, how is the nation? Uh, like I think the Western Hemisphere defines love totally different from the Eastern Hemisphere. Why is that? I could applaud that. I mean, I could agree with that. Can you agree with me? Stop on that. Stop that. Yeah. Because I think, I think love is also like a passion. Yeah. Yeah, I think love. A passion nice. defines love. You want to know what like, I think that's really cool that I found out? You can go to any country, any country in the world, and you may try to speak English to someone. And they won't understand a word you're saying, maybe, if they don't know English. But if you smile to them, they'll understand what that means, and they'll smile back. That's called universal body language, you know? Even the animals know this. No, no, no. universal language. So, so there you go. It's the universal language, you know, smile. So you can tell and, and you can love someone, and in in you can love anybody you want. That's up to your choice and everything. Like, I go to another country, they don't know what I'm saying, I don't know what they're saying, you know. I love them differently than they'll love me, but it's the universal language of love, you know. If I, if I serve them, they'll understand that they're serving me. They'll see that, that serving and everything like that. It's an act, you know. Love is an act, and then also it's an emotion, and also yeah. it's, well, it's just all these kind of different qualities combined in one. Look at love. Oh, it's totally understandable. Yeah. Do you even know what the true definition of love means? Like, as defined by dictionary? Defined by Webster. That's a man's opinion, also. What? He's saying the word love in his definition, what does it mean? Do you guys know? No, we don't fully know it. Well, it's a noun to begin with. I mean, I I remember this. It's an intense feeling or deep affection. Could also also be used as a verb. Defined by a man, opinion. (laughs) Verb. I, it could be used as a bird. No. <laughs> bird. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think the definition of love is ultimately up to you. Ultimately up to ourselves. You know, we define love differently. Different people, different perspectives, and everything. I think that means you're saying I can love a banana the same way I love Fernando. I think no. you could. That's my no, stuff. I think it's false. That's my stuff. I'm saying, I'm saying, what I mean, why couldn't you? It's different what it is to me. Well, because I can't, I, can, I eat the banana. I can't talk to the banana. I can't go out with the banana. I can't relate If to I go, I, I'm talking to Fernando. Now, we go play soccer, we go to the movies, we go. I think you can go play soccer with the banana. That's what makes us different from everything else. But I think you can relate, like, as a relationship, when you have love, as a relationship, I can't build a relationship with a banana. Well, I'm going to see what the name will get rotten and I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> you have to understand that. That's, that's, the same what, thing, that's, the same that's thing what makes us different from everything else. That's huh? the same thing how when we go back to, hey, can you can you love, can you yeah. give me your heart to, to call multiple people, but that define the same love. What about a person that doesn't have anything to eat? If you bring him a banana, he's going to love that banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 He's going to love you. More than the person that he lives with, he's gonna take her and eat it for himself. Yeah, but he's gonna he be selfish. Eat banana, banana. That's temporary love. That's not love. That's, that's joy. That's just like hey. I love. I love that's a part of love. You know, that's the fruit of the 
You know, yeah, you know I, I think I think one thing that's a from this whole conversation that I've learned or what I've seen is I think love is deep. This one is deep, yes, but it's the way we come to love. It's how we define love when we first get presented of it. Like our our history with love can define our love what define love now to us. Now, if you look at history, a lot of men take a lot of things for women. You know. So like, when, I'm pretty sure like if we go talk to someone else. Like love would be like oh loving your wife. People long for love throughout history. You have to understand <laughs> that it's 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 what it's. it's so what humans have been fought on love. It's, it's human. Can we make actually? Great. Yeah. Yeah. over woman? Actually, Can we all agree and make a definition for love? That's deep affection. No, I, I mean too. No, like I, I, feel, I feel like there is. It's ultimately your definition. Because everyone has their own definition of love. It's like, because like if I if I tell you, look, this is a dog, you know, everything like that. I think and I'm then right. I have a question. And then he I think he put a dog, definition on it. He'll see a dog differently than I. I think we can never define love. Hold on, here's a question. Go ahead. I don't know love. Where does love come from? I mean, did did it come from a fish? What do you mean? It comes from. Yourself? Oh, you want to talk about evolution now, Fernando? What? I mean, we can. Let's talk about evolution. No, no, just don't do that. Where does it come from? I mean, really, like, what well, makes us different from every creature on earth that that know, can love? Yeah. Do do birds love each other? I don't know. We really don't. I don't know. They just do. There's no knowledge behind instincts. You know, if you know what that means, there's no knowledge behind instincts. Meaning, a dog, you know, he will scratch a paw without just he just does those things. You know, that's in his genes to do those things. It's not like. It's not like um. Yes, it worked too. I'm pretty sure he scratched it because he wants to go outside, right? Like my, I think okay, okay, he doesn't. Scratch the they thing. just do. They just do. They don't really rationalize. Okay, if someone comes in, he's gonna. He might bite someone. He's gonna. He's not gonna think. Well, if I bite this person, my owner's gonna get sued. Get thrown in jail, possibly. All these things are gonna get taken. I'm probably gonna die because I bit someone. They don't rationalize. You have to understand that there's no knowledge behind instinct when it comes to animals. And what about the monkeys that type on the keyboard? Well, <laughs> Kind of like a dog, you can teach him how to jump on the table. It's, it's just. Well, how does that go back to love? Like, I'm just trying to tell you that's what makes us different. You know, where does love come from? You know, how was it put into our this bones and meat that will well, one day will become love. dust? You know, love can be an insect also, like a dog does. You know, there was one time you know I saw a video where a dog. What kind of video? It was a YouTube video, and I saw a dog come out, you know, there was a dog that got hit by a car and he comes out and grabs, another dog just comes out of nowhere and pulls him off the side of the road, you know, just puts him, pulls him off the side of the road. And then I saw another video where a, a girl in China, the little girl is just walking and a truck hits her and he hits her and, and she, he kills her and the truck just keeps going away and he just lets her there. And people around there for around seven minutes just, just walking around the body of the little girl just laying there. You know, instead of helping her, they just walk around it. You know, she's dead. and she's dead. She's after after seven minutes, the mother comes back. Where was the mother? Who knows? You know, and it's just like that. You know, what if now, like in today's society, you saw someone get hit by a car? Your first reaction is to run over there. You don't even care about them. You don't know anything about them. You know, like that. You want to help them out. Why? Who knows? It's our instinct. It's our instinct that we have. You know, like we want to help. We want to help. We want to do what's right. Is that love? That can be love. What, what inside in our inner subconscious thought when you say can that means there must be another choice yeah, yeah love, because look it? you can have a choice there, then there's that free will that you have you know you can either choose <laughs> to help them 
and walk away or help uh, help them and actually go over there and help them because when you have that choice you know you you now know they're they're on the floor they're going to be hurt you know if they get hit by a car you have that choice either you can walk away and have that that regret later on being like oh wow I could have helped them I didn't do anything about that and then you'll have that mindset like wow I could have helped them what the person believe what is cuz you could see you could that could happen to you if you would have liked someone to help you you yeah. understand well, wouldn't you like, like if you were about to fall off this thing, would you like me to help you? Then we go back to the hole. Like, what if it was my destiny to die that right there and I was stuck in that hole? Well, I'd help you to push up and I'd be like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I want to do myself. <laughs> I'll try my best not to. No, because I care for you as a, as a person. Love, deep affection. You are on the journey where we learn to live, laugh, and love. Okay, my name is Raul Hernandez. Um, my dream, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a doctor, a surgeon, and everything. Um, I've always been fascinated by the biological... Um, aspect of life. Yeah, the biological aspect of life, you know, biology in general, all the sciences, you know, it's very interesting to see how the world is, you know, it works, and just how, like, all the details it has in it, you know, we bypass it every day and everything like that, we don't normally see how when the sun hits the, the, the grass, it's actually absorbing, creating energy for us, and all this stuff. So we bypass it every day in living our normal lives, but I've always been fascinated by that kind of standpoint. And also the water. I love water. It's just fascinating, you know, how it's like a different realm when you go inside it. It's like mm-hmm. a whole different universe. Um, so I've always, like, wanted to be a doctor. I've always seen those, like, the doctors and always, because they've been so knowledgeable on, on just helping mm-hmm. and then also just saving lives and everything like that and um, being a big impact. And... You know, sometimes they're known as bad, sometimes they're known as good, but, you know, um, there's always doctors that are just waiting for patients. My dream was always to be, like, a doctor, and to be that different kind of doctor that actually goes out and helps people. Instead mm-hmm. of waiting for them and waiting for them in their office, for them to come in, I wanted to go out and help them out. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really realize that I wanted to do that until probably this year. Mm-hmm. When I went on a mission trip, you know, I wanted to now is where I want to go and mm-hmm. show that love that I have for people and go and help out them, you know. So my dreams is to, as of right now, I'm in, um, I stopped my college mm-hmm. and came, you know, to the internship and everything. Mm-hmm. So I go, I'm going back when I finish, I'm going back into college. Mm-hmm. And after that, I get my bachelor's in biology mm-hmm. and go into med school. Mm-hmm. And after med school, be a surgeon. Mm-hmm doctor, osteopathic surgeon, any kind of general, probably probably general practice now because, you know, it'll be broad in general over there mm. and just many kinds and everything like that. Hi, my name is Tito and uh, Tessa, Tessa, Tessa. my dream is, <laughs> is <laughs> to, <laughs> hey guys, please. Yeah, really guys, respect. I'm sorry. Respect. 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 I just didn't want you to forget about her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alright. Uh, hi, my name is Tito, and my dream is to become an uh, electrical engineer. Why? Cause I just like uh, I see myself, you know, like helping others, like in countries that are really poor, you know. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and 
uh, view houses. This summer I went to Baja and uh, I went with our organization on mission trip and we saw how poor uh, these people were and uh, it was really just shocking, you know, because we were building houses for for a family there mm-hmm. and I don't know, they, they were like really happy to see uh, the house that we were building and it was it was it wasn't like a fancy house it was, it just was like a simple house and you know like compared to what they have is that was like a, a dream house for them you know mm-hmm. so it really opened my eyes to uh have a passion for them you know mm-hmm. hi my name is Brian Rodriguez I'm from Maryland Jesus loves you uh, I'm Fernando Alvarez from uh, Naples Florida and I'm a sinner saved by grace. Hi, I'm Raul Hernandez. I'm from Naples, Florida. I love Christ, I love my family, and I love swimming and tennis and soccer. Hi, my name is Tito. I'm from El Salvador, and my two hobbies are soccer and the Bible. My name is Eddie, and I'm from Florida. My name is Louis. I'm from Mexico, Florida, 50-50 to be exact. Uh, and I'm on the pursuit of happiness. We're on the journey! See you next week.